It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, the actual playoffs have begun for the PGA Tour. The LPGA is over in Scotland. We will be joined by the host professional of the Northern Trust this week. And believe it or not, gambling is big in golf. And a second guest is calling in from the DraftKings booth at Liberty National. Yes, we're back in rare form. So buckle up. It is time to roll. It's Friday afternoon there, Mr. Wade Weezer, and we are back. We are back after vacation. Oh, man. Tremendous. You had a good time? You know, I did. I did. And, you know, for all the flack that New Jersey gets for a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. no one ever brings up the fact that how great the shore is. That's a good point. You know? I mean, honestly, it's unbelievable. That's why I was as well. You know, I know. That's what I, you know. We weren't. Let's be specific that we weren't together. We were not. We were not. We were not. We took a break from each other, which is probably a healthy thing. You know, we could have met for a beer, but we didn't. Uh, we, that, you know what, though? Um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's a fair point. That's, there's no doubt about that. But we are back and there is so much going on in our world, the pop culture world of golf here. We just got to get right to it. And this week I've been over at Jersey City at Liberty National Golf Club, um, mixing it up with the pros there and figuring out what's going on and who's going to win and putting it out there. And uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier in the week, but I said, get your money on Adam Scott because he's my boy this week. That's for sure. And after after round one, he's in the top five. So um, he's 40 to one there. So really, yeah, okay. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're uh, we're feeling pretty. Well, there was there were other bets placed, but anyway, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about money and gambling and, and other things today. But first, uh, one of the my very good friends in golf, Danny Schleichert, is the director of golf at Liberty National Golf Club. He's been there a long time. Uh, he's hosted Presidents Cups and and a bunch of these Northern Trusts and or PGA Tour events, whatever the sponsor was at the time. Sure. Um, for over a decade, and he's going to join us in about 15 minutes. So we got to get through some of this early stuff so we can be prepared for him and get an insider's take on what's coming up this weekend. And and hopefully what's coming up isn't a hurricane up the coast. Right. But um, pardon the pun on that. But uh, let's move over to Scotland, if we may. Right. Because it's an early morning uh, for these couple days for us watching the AIG Women's Open, which is the Women's Open Championship. And they are playing at Carnoustie, you know, which is a fabled Open Championship road, course. And, you know, what goes with the theme of the LPGA this year of the U.S. Open being held at uh, the Olympic Club out there in San Francisco, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at famed Atlanta Athletic Club. And now we're at Carnoustie. So first time there since 2011. And believe it or not, you know, you could cue up your Nelly music whenever you I mean, we just got to keep that on the hot button because <laughs> Nelly Corda after round one was in the lead with a couple others uh, with Madeline Sagstrom and and see young Kim. And they were five under at 67 after round one. Uh, the You know, it's. They're over there five hours ahead. They're in the mix of round two and uh, Nelly's out there and, and everybody else. You've got you've got a really good leaderboard. You've got your U.S. Open champion, Yuka Sasso. She was fourth after the first round. And you've got Lexi Thompson there in the top 10. So we've got some good names. Of course, Nelly being Nelly, 
She's won three of her last four individual events, including a gold medal and a major championship. And, you know, so I started looking into some of this stuff. And as the uh, waterfall of Twitter comes at you, you see all these different things. And if you follow the right key people, um, you get a lot of great statistics and, uh, you know, a little hat tip to Beth Ann Nichols, who is, you know, certainly a friend of the show. She's been on back in the day. And uh, she said that if Nellie were to win a second major, she'd be the first U.S. woman to win one since Julie Inkster in 1999, which is a long time ago. Sure is. That you imagine all of those great American players that came up through the ranks, Michelle Wee, Christy Kerr, Lexi Thompson, you know, the, the whole crew, that no one's won two in one year. And, uh, you know, we kind of get conditioned to U.S. winners and majors because we've had Tiger for so long and Phil and these guys and, and DJ and, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that Nelly's taking the world by storm and the LPGA is making moves and there's a little bit of a theme coming out of this week's episode uh, show and that uh, you know money kind of makes the world go around and an interesting statement was made by Martin Slumbers of the RNA who runs the open championships for the men the women is kind of the USGA British version and they upped the purse for this year's AIG Women's Open to 5.8 million. So they went up 1.3 million from last year, which makes them the largest purse on tour. And he was quick to say, you know, we don't feel like this is a race because the the Women's Open was 5.5, right. the KPMG was 4.5, the Evian 4.5, um, the ANA was 3.1. We got to work with those folks out there in Palm Desert. You know, we sure. got we got to get we got to get a little north of 4 million. But anyway, um, he said next year we're going to go to 6.8 million. So in the next year. Uh, or two, they're going to go up 2.3 million in this women's open purse, which is kind of cool because um, we've been talking a lot about equality and purses and payouts and, you know, men's majors average at about 12 million. So if we could get the ladies north of seven and a half, eight within the next two to three years, we would have done something there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Yeah, you're going from less than half. Yeah. To the to the upper echelon there, which would be great, you know, and we could stop passing the hat here around the station, <laughs> which order, we do happily, by the way. You know, of course we do, but at the same time, you know, it it it's super important that we we do catch up and and make all of this come together. So for Martin Slumbers and everyone there, AIG RNA, for them to come out this week, I think that was kind of a big deal. And one other big deal I want to mention on the ladies' side of things is that this is the last week before the Solheim Cup. The Solheim Cup is the uh, women's version of the Ryder Cup um, or the President's Cup. It is Europe versus the U.S. And uh, last time in 2019 at Glen Eagles over in Scotland, the U.S. team did not come out on top. So they are going out to Toledo, Ohio, to the Inverness Club in a couple of weeks, first week in September. And the teams get set this week. Okay. So remember, we talked to Megan Kang. She was number seven. So the yep. top seven. American and or European players get on the team. Okay. Now, I don't know what the European d- team does. I don't care other than if we infiltrate them and then sabotage <laughs> their efforts. But the the ladies over here and Pat Hurst, who is the captain, she gets three captain's picks and then there's two more off the Rolex world rankings because um, we want to make sure that we're getting the best possible team that we can to put sure. forward. Um, pretty cool thing, but that's, that's, a, that's a huge storyline that not everyone gets to win the Women's Open this weekend. But if you're somebody like Megan Kang, who opened up with 
a 77 in the first round and she's in seventh place. She's thinking to herself, whoa. And then I saw this morning she came out on fire. She was like four under through her first 12. Open I mean, like, eyes. yeah, Open you know, eyes. she's like, hey, just to let you know, I'm still here. Yeah, my uh, I'm still here. My calendar is empty um, for next month. You want to just, you know, hit me up. Mm hmm. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. But you know what? The the PGA Tour calendar is not empty there, Mr. Wade Weezer. And, and before we get to Danny out there at Liberty National Golf Club, we got to talk a little bit about this Northern Trust leaderboard and what's been going on there this week. Uh, Tuesday, I'm out there. I watched the big match. And hopefully you we'll send me a couple cool picks, by the way. Yeah, man. Uh, the well, so it's only uh, media player support staff volunteers on a Tuesday. So there's no fans there. So there was there's this foursome that got out there and hopefully we'll have time to get into more of this later. If I don't just I wrote an article, uh, a lengthy feature article for Stick and Hack Media, and you can go online and you can find that. It came out yesterday, I think, um, where I recapped the whole thing through my eyes. Uh, I did send you some fun pictures. Yes, um, totally. when Phil made the eagle on six. Yep. And uh, that's that's not a spoiler alert. They, I can't but, believe security let you get so close to, to Phil. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the coolest thing about the whole atmosphere that took place that day is that, you know, Phil is mentioning online that he's going to tweet the results of the match as it's happening. So I'm thinking to himself like, OK, so he's got like his daughter there or an intern or the PGA it's Tour. Him. Right. It's actually he comes off the green. If he if he has to putty putts, if his partner Joel Damon's in whatever, he's he's got his phone right out of his pocket. It's all bright. Right. See his screen yeah. probably. And he's like typing it in. His font was real big. He's 51. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just. It's super big. Uh, it's like one letter on the screen. I, I love I, you know, I've never been a big Phil Mickelson fan, but on just that day alone, what he did for golf and, you know, I'm walking with the barstool guys and we're all hanging out and we're watching this thing and we're like, why are we all here on a Tuesday? <laughs> right. Like this is this should be such a mundane day. And yet there's 50 people following this match and there's nobody in there and we're having the best time and we're seeing great golf. I mean, there was like 14 birdies and an eagle between the four. Oh, of wow. Them. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> tremendous. Uh, so many holes were tied with birdie. And and it was it was so typical of like your buddies match. Or, you know, when you get out there with the couples or the ladies get out there and the trash talk was epic. I mean, it was yeah, just unbelievable when the microphones aren't on. I bet it was just. <laughs> yeah. So he sh Phil shows up to the first tee and, you know, everyone always usually says when when they're competing in golf, they say, hey, I have a I have a tailor made um, TP5 with a with green dot. Declaring. Right? You, you, well, you have to identify sure, your golf yeah, ball. Yeah. So we all know because, you know, a lot of people play the same style of ball yep. so phil goes hey he goes you know i've got this callaway chrome soft he goes there's a picture of me jumping that's from when i won my first masters it's the logo on there <laughs> oh, so the other guys are like yeah you know and everyone stayed around the right. first tee and he just i mean it didn't take 10 yeah, seconds I'm one of those two <laughs> it did take 10 seconds and he trumped everybody um you know when we get to danny maybe we'll talk about the weather a little bit but there is a possibility that there's a hurricane henry coming up the coast so we hope that was they do Henri. it's Henri, by the way Henri, you got I'm from New Jersey. It's Henry. Okay. He's a pretentious story. All right. Let me. Yeah, it's a pretentious. Yeah. Do I look like an Arsenal fan? You do not. You know? All right. Red Bulls. Come on. All right. Anyway. Um, but this is the beginning of the playoffs. And the Northern Trust is the top 125 in the FedEx Cup points list. Uh, there will be a cut this week. 
But really, the cut becomes the top 70 make it to the BMW next week at Caves Valley down there in Maryland. And then the top 30 the week after go to the Tour Championship down at Eastlake. Uh, we've had this format before. People question it. People love it. People hate it. Doesn't really matter. This is what we're doing, folks. So buckle up. The next three weeks, the best players in the world on the men's side are going after one another to try to figure things out. And it's it's fantastic. And speaking of the best players in the world, after round one, you have numero uno, John Rahm shooting at eight under 63, which was impressive if it wasn't for the fact that JT, the unheard of man, now fifth in the official world golf rankings. You know, JT's kind of been missing since the Players' Championship that he pulled off back in March. He is also in first after the after the initial round um, at eight under 63. Mm. Impressive stuff. I mean, yeah. these guys tear up these golf courses like you wouldn't believe. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Um, Kepka minus one. Xander minus one, DJ minus one. More on DJ, of course, always in the update. Uh, he's got some quotables. He's a staple of the update. Yeah. Uh, McElroy even. And uh, speaking of even par, we got to go through this. My man Bryson did something that uh, it's not easy to do. So there, uh, Justin Ray, a little hat tip to him, the statistician, statistician from the PGA Tour. Plus enough. Um, thank you. He comes out 18,368 rounds so far played on the PGA Tour. This year. And uh, Bryson did something yesterday that hadn't been done this year. He shot even par with two pars. Really? He had nine birdies, five bogeys, two doubles, and two pars. Imagine that scorecard. 18,000. Yeah. 18,000 rounds. He did something that nobody's done because, generally speaking, people don't only make two pars. <laughs> I mean, listen to this guy. This guy's day is just, um, it's epic. All right. So we go bogey, bogey, birdie, par, birdie, birdie, bogey, birdie. Double. Well, that's the front at one over. Okay, fair enough, right? Par. Oh, a par. To start the back. Here we go. Birdie, double. Birdie, birdie. Bogey, birdie, birdie. Bogey. Got to bogey the last because you got to shoot even. Sure. Right? Can't have three pars. He, he want, you know, Bryson's very concerned about the stats of life and everything. But, um, you know, it's been a great week up at the Northern Trust. Um, Going to take the kids up tomorrow because that's what you do. 15 and under are free. You get in there with an adult ticket and uh, we're going to have some fun. Can't wait because... Golf is here in New Jersey, and it is so much fun up there. We talked to Julie a couple weeks ago. It's just fantastic what they've all put together. And you know what else is fantastic that has been put together? That is the commitment that the New Jersey Golf Foundation has not only to us, but to New Jersey golf. Because you know, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, Programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Folks, it is 3.15 p.m. here in New York or Jersey City if you're listening out there at Liberty National. Thanks. For tuning in to ESPN 920, we'll be back in a moment with your host professional, Danny Schleichert, the director of golf at Liberty National Golf Club. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're Keith. not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when Keith, it comes Keith. to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> well, Jenkins, team Mar of me. Mar his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app.
The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920 on this financially driven Friday afternoon. Well, there's $15 million on the line, and the PGA Tour starts counting this week at the Northern Trust. Danny Schleichert is the director of golf at Liberty National Golf Club and the host professional for the top 125 players on the PGA Tour. Just a mere $9.5 million purse this week as the FedEx Cup playoffs begin. Our guest is a Minnesota man who's now the pro on the biggest stage in golf. You know, Wade, I'm surprised that uh, we've never gone Pink Floyd before. Never? Yeah. I know we've never done it, but you throwing that in today with the theme that we did pre-show um, really uh, has my attention on this fun Friday afternoon. So thank you for that. You're the host, so I'm glad it's got your attention. It has my attention, but you know who else has my attention? It has the attention of the golfing masses this week. That is our host professional from Liberty National Golf Club. His name is Dan Schleichert. He's a New Jersey PGA professional and a friend of mine, and I'm so happy he could join us this afternoon on the Pro Show. Dan, how are things out at Liberty National Golf Club? Good afternoon, Keith. Uh, good to be with you. Um, that was a great little shout out to Minnesota. I appreciate that quite a bit. Well, I love your background. I always think about those tall buildings that stand behind you. They kind of, you know, <laughs> silhouette you from time to time. And every time we're together, somehow Minnesota comes up. And I think to myself, I- I've never been personally to Minnesota, but I'm sure it doesn't look like that across the river. No, certainly not. And it's funny, you know, before coming to New Jersey and, and obviously working at Hollywood and Liberty, at, you know, I'd never been out here. So it's uh, it's somewhere that I probably wouldn't wouldn't have predicted that I'd be, but very happy that I am here. So it's been a, it's been a fun ride for sure. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are happy that they're there this week, you know, starting with, you know, maybe not the top 10 or 20, but the guys past that, I mean, the goal of the year, the PGA tour puts it out. You got to get in that top 125 to keep your card and to get to Liberty national and the Northern trust. So a couple days in, um, we saw each other earlier in the week, we sensed that things were very important. Maybe not a player's, maybe not a major, but people were focused. Um, what do you feel like the vibe is now that we're in the middle of the second round on Friday afternoon? Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's definitely a level of, uh, of focus and, you know, grinding as these guys do every week. Um, there's a lot of energy in the, in the air. There's, there was a lot of players here, or I mean, a lot of uh, fans here, 
yesterday, which you know, first day it's not uh, not normally that well attended, but it was there was there was a really good crowd, and it just had a really almost a major type feel with the way the build out is and just how clean and just cool looking everything is. It really was uh, really was a great day yesterday, but um, you know, these players, it's it's unbelievable how much they they work and grind. Like I said, uh, you know, I I used to I caddied for a year on tour, and you know, I would go to the golf course every Monday to scout out the golf course and just kind of, you know, get get my yardages and check the yardage book. And, you know, there was hardly any players there on Monday. Uh, my guy didn't come till Tuesday ever. And, you know, this week there was at, over a dozen people here Sunday playing golf. And then Monday felt like, you know, a Tuesday practice round. So the time and effort they put in is, I mean, it's unbelievable. It, it shows with, with the scores they shoot week to week. You know what? You bring up a good point there, you know, and, and actually a couple that I want to touch upon. But let's start with the build out, because when I walk around the landscape there, it's it, it's not the easiest of build outs because you have all of this scenery in the background, whether it be Lady Liberty or the skyline or the Liberty Tower. You have all of these little nuances that kind of set up, you know, the whole kind of atmosphere there. And, you know, which which kind of begs the question, because. This is maybe a little bit of a different Northern Trust. I'm not sure of that or not, but I want to pick your brain here a little bit. And I wonder, is there a different feel this year post-pandemic about what's going on with the PGA Tour versus, you know, you've been there for the President's Cup. You were the director of golf and you were there in 2019, the last time we were at Liberty National. Does it feel different? Is it different? Yeah, I mean, every every tournament, the build-out is, is slightly different and tweaked and you know, I think the Northern Trust does such a good job with it. It's it's a really clean build out. Everything is white. It it kind of matches the landscape. Like you said, they have spots where, you know, the elevation is higher and, and the views are great there. But there's other spots that you don't want to, you know, block those views too. Um, but you know, every year they tweak it, and it, it feels like every year the build out is better and better. I mean, going back to '09, like it's completely different than what it was in '09. So, you know. Like like with a lot of things, it gets better with age. There's no doubt about that. I hope I hope you mean that for you and I as well. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. If you if you don't know that laugh, folks, we're talking to Dan Schleichert. He's the director of golf at Liberty National Golf Club and the host for the Northern Trust this week, the host professional there in Jersey City. And let's talk a little bit about Liberty National Golf Club. How's the golf course? You know, you as the director of golf, your superintendent, the PGA Tour, two guys went deep yesterday and shot 63. How's the condition of the golf course? Is it where they want it? Tell me a little bit about what, about what the story is in the background. Yeah, um, going into Wednesday, talking to the tour officials, they were extremely happy with the way the golf course was. It, it pretty much was exactly where they wanted it, uh, knowing that Wednesday was probably going to be, unfortunately, the firmest day because of the, the weather that, that came through Wednesday night into Thursday morning, which... You know, without without that rain, I don't I I find it hard to see a uh, eight under par like like they actually had yesterday. Just the greens were just a hair soft of you know what they normally would want. The fairways were still running pretty well, but uh, even with the wind we had yesterday, these guys are just I mean they're so good. If if there's not a lot of roll on the greens, you know they just they can do what they want. Yeah, there's no doubt these guys yeah. are. They're definitely good. Um, I want to get your reaction. I brought this up uh, just before the break, but Bryson shoots even par 
with two pars on the scorecard. What were you, when, when you saw a scorecard, because you know the golf course so intimately, right? How does the guy make nine birdies and then shoot even par? Well, I mean, that's exactly what can happen out here. If, if you have control over your, your golf ball, which whether it's from hole to hole or an entire round, I mean, there are plenty of birdies out there. I mean, six, six played very, you know, very easy yesterday, almost, uh, almost a full shot under par. Um, being a relatively short par five, but you know if you miss it, I mean there are a lot of big numbers out there. The fescue, the fescue is always a challenge. The the rough is is pretty deep this year, and there's spots around the green that if you get there, it's um, it's very difficult to get the ball close. So, I mean it's a crazy round, but it it really doesn't surprise me with with the way the course kind of presents itself. It's you know if you if you can hit it in the right spot, the greens are so pure that you know. The ball can just funnel, you know, funnel right out of the hole. So now you mentioned six there, which is the reachable par five, right? Yeah. Yeah. This my audience, my the, the folks that listen to this show live, right, are all right here around Jersey City. Right. So there's a good chance that people want to come out this weekend. Let's talk about the key holes that you as the host pro, you know, where should people if they're watching on TV, what do you think are the key holes? Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah, I think first and foremost, 16 is, you know, it could be a real kind of factor in what happens at the end of the, the tournament. I mean, you can you can go for it in two, it's a, or uh, go for it in your tee shot, it's a short par four. Um, but there's trouble there, too. You know, there's water right. Um, you know, we saw a number of players yesterday knock it on the green. But there's spots around the green that if you don't hit it on the green, it's it's tough to make par. So. 16, I think, is, is one of those one of those holes out there that really could make a difference. Now, if people are coming out, is 16 the place to stand and, and look? Or is there a spot where you could see a couple different holes? You know, not all of us get access yeah. to, uh, you know, the different pavilions and everything. So is there an area where there's some better elevation where, you're, you know, maybe on what pick pick me a spot on the front nine and maybe on the back nine where you could see a lot of action? Yeah. So. If you go actually to the back of 16, which after you finish five, um, you know, walking to six, you can see five green, you can see 16 green, you can see eight tee shot, you can see six tee shot kind of all right there and 17 tee shot. So that would be the spot on the front nine for sure because there's there's so much action right there. Um, you know, I would recommend walking out to 14 just to get a, a look at that hole because it's our signature hole. It's right on the bay there with the statue. That's something you definitely have to see if you're on property. Now, I was doing my research the other day. This was Tuesday afternoon, and I was floating around the practice area, and I saw you in a distance. But I also saw there was a little story taking place there. And I'm wondering, you know, if you could divulge uh, what was going on. I saw a little magic maybe taking place <laughs> on the range, right? You know, I, I yeah. hey, man, I get around. I see these things. But I, I didn't get a chance to ask you afterward and we're here now and it, it seemed to me like you guys were having some fun with Joaquin Neiman there on the range so you got to tell my audience this story yeah so our uh, one of our assistants Lucas Lucas Bedoin he he's a magician and I mean he is absolutely unbelievable um, this is his second year that he's been with Liberty and when we uh, we were interviewing him um, you know we had already known that he had did that he does magic and um, you know, talked to a few of his past employers, and they said how unbe unbelievable he really is. Um, so, you know, he does magic for all of our, our member events, and, you know, he's got all kinds of different um, different things he does. And so 
it kind of just spread on the range on Tuesday. A couple of caddies saw him doing some magic, and, and then Joaquin wanted him to go over there, and he he just absolutely loved it. And there's a funny little little thing I found out yesterday. So Lucas was actually off yesterday, and he was out following golf. Just He was here all day on his day off, and uh, he was following Dustin, and, and Joaquin was in the group too. And he kind of turned around and happened to catch Lucas and, and just started waving to him, like almost like he was a fan of his. And I just thought it was, I thought it was hilarious that a tour player is, is actually waving while he's playing golf to, to a fan. You know, that, that's kind of the, the reverse of what normally happens. But Lucas, he's unbelievable. He's the best I've ever seen. His cards are just, it's, it's magical. It really is. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, that's what really makes golf special. It's not just the people involved, but it's the connection with the players. I mean, it's very difficult for the average fan to go and watch uh, a Knicks game or a Rangers game at MSG and have any sort of connection to the player. But when you go to Liberty National this weekend, you will be right there next to everyone. And, you know, that to me is one of the most special things about attending a golf event. And, you know, folks, if you're if you're nearby, you can still get tickets. You got to go out and you got to go see the best players in the world because, I guess fortunately or unfortunately, when the when the schedule came out for next year, Dan, I, I got to ask you a question. I mean, I'm bummed out. The PGA Tour is not coming back to the New York Metro City area on the next calendar schedule, which is, you know, this fall and then the next summer. Um, you're at Liberty National. You're obviously tight with the PGA Tour. Um, is there any rumblings that hopefully they'll come back to the New York City area? Is there, is there some foreshadowing, some positive news you can maybe give the uh, the listeners here? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I think there's always a chance that that the tour will will come back here. I mean, it's it's been a great relationship that we've had with them so far. Um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say there's there's really anything concrete, but I mean, I I think there there certainly is. It just Maybe in a different form, you know. It's it's probably not going to be the the first round of the playoffs, but but hopefully it could be something else. I I think we we certainly want it, and and hopefully the fans around here do too. But um, yeah, I, my my guess, if you had asked me yes or no, I I would say there definitely will be at some point for sure. All right, that's the kind of news that we're looking for here on a Friday afternoon when it's happy hour. You know, we want it to be happy hour. That's for sure. Uh, now, before I let you go. Uh, after the next, after this break, uh, I'm talking to the guys from DraftKings who are out there. There's the DraftKings house there on the 16th hole, which you mentioned earlier, hot spot to be. Real quick, the weekend's coming. You've seen the leaderboard. You're the host professional, Dan Schleichert. Who's your winner this weekend? It's a great question, Keith. I mean, I got to go with the hot hand. I mean, John Rahm didn't make a bogey yesterday. Um, he's I would say he's my number one, but, you know, just from past performances here, um, and you know him well, too, is uh, Mr. Adam Scott. He uh, he had a pretty decent first round yesterday, and, you know, he's closed very well in the, in the uh, two previous events. So I know you asked for one, but I gave you two. Hey, both of those are good in my mind. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, – I think that, um, you know what they say, great minds think alike. So uh, I, I'm, I'm on the Adam Scott train this week, too. You know, although yeah. I think John Rahm is like about 7,000 under in his last 10 rounds. So, you know, he's he's definitely the number one player in the world, and he's showing that form. And I think that $15 million carrot that's hanging out there is something that he really wants. Um, mm-hmm. not, to, not to mention, the, not that he needs it, because he lost $1.1 at the Memorial, but I, I think that... 
at the end of the day, were he to win the FedEx Cup, he'd he'd feel pretty good about things. That's for sure. Agreed. Yeah, he's uh, he's playing well. There's no doubt about that. Solid pick there, my friend. And hey, I can't I can't thank you enough for the time. I know you got to get back to the festivities there. It's a Friday afternoon. I'm sure the crazies are just getting really riled up there as the uh, as the final rounds come up the 18th fairway there, just outside your office. So, Dan, I appreciate the time. Can't thank you enough for being with me on the pro show. Thank you, Keith. I enjoyed it, and hopefully, I'll see you soon. You certainly will. Most likely this weekend. So, now, <laughs> folks, up next, we're going back to Liberty National and the 16th hole for the DraftKings house. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But, you know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Today's interview is brought to you by our friends at Beedratty. Beedratty is known for their irrationally comfortable Peruvian Pima cotton polos. But did you know they've branched into new categories? You must try like boxers, layers, button downs, and even performance fabrics with their Dratty Sport. The theme with all of their products is meticulous attention to detail. Details most companies choose to overlook. Be Dratty thoughtfully considers like our favorite Russell quarter zip where the front pouch is sewn into the garment and not topped on, allowing for a slimmer, less bulky fit. Shop the entire Be Dratty line at BeDratty.com and receive 25% off with our exclusive discount code KJS25. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back as we begin our conversation with James Lorenzi. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Well, he's perched on the course amidst the action of the Northern Trust. Golf and the sports betting world are coming together, and I believe this may just be the key to sustaining this new surge in our game. I love a little Angus Young on guitar there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Right? It's Friday afternoon. Give me a little more. Give me a little more and a little more volume. Let's go. It's a fantastic Friday afternoon here on the Pro Show, and we are joined by Mr. James Lorenzi from DraftKings. James, how is the action out there at Liberty National this afternoon? Oh, it's rocking and rolling down here. The uh, the DraftKings house is alive and well on this fine Friday afternoon, looking over beautiful New York City. Awesome, man. I mean, I was there this week a bunch of times, and I and definitely the spot that you guys chose is is epic. I mean, you can see the action on 17, 16, 15 green. You're like hanging over the guys putting. Um, I know that that place is just going to be off the charts this weekend. So I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Um, how does how does all this come together? I mean, three, four, five years ago, DraftKings isn't really they're, they're not at the Northern Trust. Right. And now all of a sudden you're there at the FedEx Cup playoffs. Take me kind of a little bit through the background of this. 
Yeah, I mean, it's golf is a growing sport, and uh, DraftKings is a is a fast growing company. PGA uh, Tour has taken a forward thinking approach to fan engagement, um, hence our involvement with the DraftKings House uh, here at uh, Liberty National this weekend's tournament. The space is designed for people to congregate, watch the world's best golfers, also while hopefully you know being able to get in on the action. Um, we definitely have enough TVs for them to stay there and not just watch 15 and 16. So, you know, they, they can easily have some skin in the game. Uh, we've got some premium food, beverage options. Uh, it's a great place to just experience the brand of DraftKings uh, while getting some skin in the game, whether playing on our fantasy app or sportsbook. Now, you mentioned the word involvement there. And I like that word. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that for a second. How did you get involved with DraftKings? Kind of give me an idea of your role there with the company. Yeah, so I actually came over um, from, from the financial industry. I worked in wealth management at Merrill Lynch, and this opportunity arose at DraftKings. Um, I'm a new business associate on our VIP team. Um, so I, it was the first job I applied to. Uh, I spoke with my manager, and I literally couldn't say no to this offer. The, the culture at DraftKings really is uh, unmatched, and, uh, and it obviously it speaks for itself, but we're tremendously fast-paced and, and growing um, and it really was something that I couldn't give up. Our VIP team, you know, vows to make the experience as best as we can for our players. Um, and so far, I've, I've enjoyed it more than I ever thought I would. All right. So you used a little hyperbole there and, and, and threw in some culture. You said the culture is unlike any other. So, so tell me why. I mean, why is the culture so cool at DraftKings? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but you really feel like a, a team and a family. Um, they pride themselves over anything on making sure that we can work together cohesively as a group. Um, and just our internal processes, they, they really are favorable in the employee's direction. Um, even we had an offsite last week for our team and every single person you felt like you've known them for years. Um, and I think that's, that's something that you don't just get at every company. Now, one of your competitors made a big announcement this week, FanDuel, you know, signed a deal with Jordan Spieth. Right. But you know what? I'm not going to give them kudos because a year ago you guys signed one of the most popular golfers in the world in Bryson DeChambeau. Now, these are things, you know, when Jordan and Bryson hit the tour, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings and, and all of this didn't really exist. Right. And now you guys are at the forefront of taking the the top five players in the world, the top 10 players, the biggest names in the world. And, you know, you're bringing golf and gaming together, right? So tell me a little bit about the current state of, of where we stand and kind of that evolution. I mean, are we still in its infancy with golf and gaming or we had a midpoint? Take my listeners through this because a lot of them are big fans of you guys. And, you know, they have the DraftKings app and we're here in New Jersey, which is obviously um, the number one state in all of the union for, for gambling and sports book. So people are familiar with this, but they might not be totally familiar with the story. Yeah. I, I mean, ultimately I think golf is an interesting game. And as we've grown, as you said, like only a year ago, it, it seems like nothing was so much has grown in the past year than, than anything. And uh, as we grow, as the betting industry grows, uh, everything is gonna everything is gonna change, and golf itself has is um, it's unique in the sense that pace of play allows for a number of wagering options for our customers. Not only can you bet on a golfer pre match, uh, but the way our sportsbook is, it's innovative. You know, it allows for shot by shot betting as well. Uh, and even being at these different tournaments, you know, as you, as we stood at the DraftKings house yesterday, being able to place your wager on your phone 
and literally look up to see the player walking by you after they tee off is something special. You really feel like you have skin in the game. I know I keep saying that, but that's, that's really how you feel. Um, and, and we do see a tremendous amount of interest in golf as the game continues to grow. It certainly doesn't hurt that you can find some long odds with some massive payouts. Um, and I know some people have been very lucky in, 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 in picking the right players. Now, okay, so to me, all of that sounds like a lot of fun. The idea that I can watch somebody there in your booth putt out on the 15th hole and then, you know, I can I can bet on that person as as their round takes place. I mean, all of that is 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 pretty cool when it just comes down to it from a fan experience point of view. And folks, if you're just joining us, if you're a fan of the show, we are talking to James Lorenzi and James is from DraftKings and he's out there at Liberty National at the Northern Trust coming to us live this afternoon. And I'm wondering if, you know, as you look at the background of what takes place and the analytics of all the golf and gambling kind of stratosphere. I mean, I know that, um, you know, what are some of the kind of the betting trends that you notice when it comes to golf? Are, are golf betters unique versus NFL betters? Or do you have a couple good, maybe kind of cool stories about, you know, things that surprised you guys in the office? No. So, I mean, in terms of actual stories, no, I don't got anything for you, but I mean, it's the betting trends change with every single sport. And I think golf is unique in the sense that we're adding so many, uh, as the whole industry is, we're adding new lines uh, to every tournament, whether it's uh, shot by shot or, or hole by hole betting. Um, I just think that evolution is, is probably the most interesting part. And I think that's what, um, avid fans of golf and betting, uh, should be looking forward to the most. The, the betting experience is changing for the better. And uh, I think golf is super exciting and, and at the forefront of that. Now, every industry's had a lot of challenges over the last year and a half. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, and, and you guys are not unique that you got past all of those in the pandemic pause. Right. How did you guys pivot? Like, how, how did you come together when there were no sports on? I mean, what, what was happening at DraftKings? then? I'm just curious. I was like, like general curiosity. I mean, like what was going on in the office when there weren't, you know, 18 different sports events a day? I mean, one of the, going back to the culture and everything, we were easily uh, able to transition into a remote environment. Um, it speaks volumes to the leadership and, and the way our culture is. Um, but, you know, some tennis, uh, some tennis lines were up there, Russian ping pong and Korean baseball. I'm sure all these listeners were, uh, were accustomed to and, and, and they, they've heard about how much, of, uh, how much people love them. So it, it, wasn't, it was a tough transition in the sense that, you know, everybody as, a, you know, no one knew what was going to happen in the future. No one knew when sports were going to come back. Um, and, and that was a little bit, you know, frightening just because you just don't know where uh, your next lines are going to be or where you're going to be focusing your attention next. Um, but ultimately, everybody, we prevailed. And uh, I think it's we made it out pretty good. And this is why I love this show. I mean, we have... We have gone off the rails, and we are now talking about Russian Russian table tennis. Um, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. But you know what, though? I mean, it was a challenge for everybody, and you guys came out, and you're back on top. Um, something there amidst the you know re-imagined um, world that we live in right now. You know, I mean, it, is there something that makes you proud about working at DraftKings that you guys were able to do coming out of this this huge um, pandemic pause, and then now looking forward towards the future? Ultimately, yeah, yeah. The question or the answer to that is yes. Um, and I think the first thing that popped into my mind when you asked that question was yesterday at uh, Liberty National, when we were meeting right after you left uh, to a group of uh, three or four fans um, came up and 
had had some action on DraftKings, but also were just you know fans of golf, happy to be there. And they literally didn't even uh, you know care about the different activations we had going on, the food or drinks. They came up and said, "How did you land this job with DraftKings? Like we are so jealous, and like we see DraftKings everywhere, and we respect everything that you guys do. And uh, like, how can we get this job?" And I kid you not, every single event that we go to um, or I, I'm present at, I get that question from multiple people. And I think that's that strikes a little proud, proud side of me inside uh, every single time I hear it. Well, you know, that's definitely something that the common account holder wouldn't know. And we talked a lot about the culture so far. Right. But is, the, is there anything else that DraftKings is doing, like, let's say, in the community, um, it, not just being a gambling institution, but also trying to be a cultural institution? It sounds like they're very good to their employees. But is there anything else that, you know, you can divulge to my listeners that, you know, the common account holder at DraftKings just might not know about the company? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have set up some activations and partnerships with with certain uh, events in in different states, and ultimately, not just to come in, conquer, and then you know get up and leave. We want to ultimately become a part of the the community and a part of the society in certain states. And um, I think it's already showing a little bit with some of the events and activations. But we don't want to just come in and, and take away from what people are doing. We want to help. This, the community and the society in the state and um, ultimately just become a part of it and, and not just up and leave. If where, that makes sense. Where do you, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And, and I get that sense. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of different executives and, and folks at companies and I'm always wondering, there's always a philanthropic side to things or a mission statement. And, and that, that statement has to involve, you know, humanity as well as not just, you know, making money and then moving forward in the world. And, and, you know, you answered that well, which is great. I'm curious about the future of golf and gaming and where this is all going to go. You know, I, I love to place bets on golf and I, I think it's a fun thing to do. I think it engages people in the game. Do you get a sense for that working at DraftKings, kind of seeing more and more golf fans betting? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it speaks to it earlier, but all the different, Golf is probably one of the fastest growing games in terms of the the betting lines and the newer things that we're coming out with. Um, and I think that's purely uh, because the the demand is there. So we want to supply as much of a, a fun experience as we can for the customer. Um, so golf is absolutely one of the top fastest growing uh, sports in our eyes. And, and we're really excited to be a part of it. You mentioned a phrase there, newer things you're coming out with. Is there something that you can, uh, is there a new innovation in golf or type of bet that you could tell us about? No, I mean, it's, it's truthfully, you know, we're expanding fast and, uh, we, I, I think, you know, as other books are doing too, there, there's a ton of innovation in this space. And as we listen to the customer more and more on what they'd like to see on the book, you know, we can implement those things. So any of your listeners have ideas feel free to feel free to reach out to us and uh you know you might be able to see some lines or, or something that you hope to see on DraftKings come to fruition well i'll tell you one thing's for sure a lot of times we talk about equality in sports right it's a women's major this week make sure next time that rolls around have DraftKings throw up the the aig women's open you know so next time you get in a uh, a whiteboard meeting um if there's a women's major U.S. Open or something like that, people will bet on that, too, because um, those ladies can play some serious golf. So that would be my my suggestion for the suggestion box. If you could take that one to the uh, powers that be. Yeah, I know that's some great feedback. I already wrote it down. 
All right, well, there we go. I, I like that. Um, hey, man, I, I was out there yesterday. I checked out the booth. We, we saw each other briefly, but um, it is just tremendous fun. The culture, the atmosphere, everything you all have going on there. It's very welcoming. It's approachable. And which leads me to my last question for you, which is how does somebody get involved? How do you I mean, give me the Reader's Digest steps of how easy is it to create an account and, and, and bet a dollar or two dollars on, you know, John Rom this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like it's never been easier. Um, obviously, you have to be in a legal jurisdiction where gaming, uh, mobile gambling is allowed. Um, but once you download that DraftKings fantasy sportsbook casino app, whatever's whatever you prefer, uh, we just need a, a couple uh, personal identification, uh, you know, points, and then you're ready to go. As long as we can verify your location and you have. Uh, you you have the will to do it then we're ready to have you on our platform and uh, show you the best experience as possible well you know what I, I know you're in the hospitality end of all that DraftKings does and that's probably the number one service that you guys provide is that it is easy I find it super easy to use and uh, I know I'm not the only one but uh, I'm gonna let you get back to the action because I'm quickly approaching four o'clock here James I can't thank you enough for the time and appreciate you being on the pro show Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was a great experience, and I hope to see you down at the drafting house soon. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be there this weekend. Um, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to do it. All right, folks, thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So got to wait. It's 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion tips or even a round of golf so head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course get ready for the back nine as the pro show continues once again the director of fun keith stewart welcome back to the pro show i'm your host keith stewart you know me as the director of fun you're listening to espn 920 you know you can stream us at 920espnnewjersey.com i'll post the podcast tonight you know what to do yeah, I love this song. You know it, baby. We are back, without a doubt. The Pro Show, live, Friday afternoons. Everybody, sing it with us. You know, vacations are fun, but it's important when you come back to uh, this. Have, yes. You know it, baby. You know what else I know? I know that TaylorMade has done so much for the game of golf this year with their different products. Because you know what? First, they changed the shape of the driver. And now they're changing the way they're constructed. The all-new Sim 2 driver that people have been winning with and playing with all year 
was built differently around a forged aluminum ring. It's TaylorMade's longest and most forgiving driver ever. And as we transition to their new product line, keep an eye on the guys like Ty, uh, DJ, Rory, Colin, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Wolf, all of them, just to name a few. These guys are playing well, and they're doing their thing, all with TaylorMade products, as well as yours truly. Having the best time of my life, playing their gear. Get yourself out, get some equipment. And to learn more about the Sim 2 driver and a fitting near you, head to TaylorMadeGolf.com. Jim Mora, eat your heart out. This story, it just won't go away there, Mr. Wade Weezer. <laughs> Down in Greensboro, North Carolina, Kevin Kisner made birdie on the second extra hole to win a record-tying six-man playoff at the Wyndham Championship this past Sunday. Right On the second hole, Kisner struck his approach to three feet on the 18th hole at Sedgefield Country Club and made a putt for his first PGA Tour win since 2019 and the fourth of his career. He moved up 40 spots to number 29 in the FedEx Cup standings as the playoffs started this week at the Northern Trust. Not that it was easy for Kisner, who begun the day four shots off the lead, but shot 66, making birdies on the closing hole 16 and 17, and he reached 15 under with none other than Adam Scott, Roger Sloan, Kevin Na, Siwoo Kim, and Brandon Grace. He said, this is my first playoff win, having gone 0-5 before in former playoff sudden death runs, right? He goes, it's pretty sweet stuff. You know, with Scott looking at a four-foot birdie on the first extra hole, Kisner thought it was over. But when Scott missed the whole hole, <laughs> pretty bad. Anyway. The he, entire hole? He, they all went back. The six went back down the 18th hole, and they tried again. He stuffed it to three feet and ended it. Now, here's my point there, Mr. Wade Weezer. In the last 50-plus days on tour, if you include the Olympics, there have been six different playoffs involving 23 players playing 27 holes. <laughs> A lot of holes. The beauty of it is that the, the playoffs are actually just beginning this week. Right, right, right. Oh, man. One shot can mean a lot. Back to Greensboro, Chesson Hadley was in his car driving home to Raleigh, and the suspense was killing him. He had done everything he can do. The tour player shot 62 on Sunday at Sedgefield at the Wyndham Championship, and it put him tantalizingly close to making the FedEx Cup playoffs and locking up his card for another year. He was that 125-126 guy. But when he left the property... He was still on the outside looking in to Justin Rose, who was 125. He had a plane ticket for Liberty National, and he also had a plane ticket for Boise, where the Corn Ferry Tour Finals were. Hadley couldn't stand it anymore, so he called John Bush, one of the PGA Tour's media officials, and the timing couldn't have been better. Justin Rose had just missed a par putt of 5 feet 4 inches on the 18th hole that handed Hadley the final spot in the playoffs instead of him. And Tom Alter, who we had on the show about a year ago, the PGA Tour's vice president of development and playoffs guru he he's the one that gave hadley the news and i saw tom yesterday and he said hadley was like screaming through the phone oh. um, with delight it was similar to when the six foot four pro it was his second celebration of the day because he had a hole in one on the 16th hole as part of that 62 and he won two million in wyndham rewards points Jeez. i don't know how old he is i mean how long does it take to spend two million in wyndham rewards points right now the bubble mate justin rose who alter also had to call he said that was a tough call because justin missed a putt on the last four holes uh on 15 it was 10 feet 16 14 feet 17 it was nine feet and then the one i mentioned on 18 from five feet he makes any of those putts he's in and hadley's out so following the round Hadley gets emotional, which he tends to do from time to time. And he's with Amanda Balionis and they're talking about the hole in one. And he goes, I'm a tour pro. 
He goes, this is my first hole-in-one ever. Wow. His first ever hole-in-one. That's hilarious. Comes on the last day of That's the tour pressure, for the, oh man, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's unbelievable. We talked about it earlier. There has been 18,000 plus rounds this year and one point separated 125 and 126. It's a tough job. The playoffs haven't started yet. All right. Better call an Uber. Yeah, playoffs. <laughs> they haven't started yet. All right. Better call an Uber. Kyle Porter of CBS Sports reporting on DJ notching a crack in his driver just prior to the start of the first round yesterday. So here's the back and forth. Ready? From Porter. Is your backup driver back home? And will you get it mailed to you this week? DJ, I don't really have one. I'm going to find one right now. Porter, where? DJ, what? I don't even know what that means. All right. Where are you going to find one? DJ, I've got a couple heads that I'm going to try to hit. Keith got me a couple heads. I can assure you I'm not the Keith. All right. So if you, this is Porter again. So uh, if you, uh, this happens like 10 minutes before you're around, how much time did you have to get down to your car and get a three wood? Uh, DJ, I didn't get it. Um, he goes, I know you didn't, but how much time? He goes, I got it on the third hole or maybe it was the second hole. So you started with 13 clubs in your bag. He goes, I was going to play with 13. It was right by me. He goes, you're good enough. DJ says, well, I would have figured out a way. I figured out a way to shoot a decent score, which he did. He shot under par yesterday. That he, Porter says the heads that you're going to test, are they Sim 1 or Sim 2? DJ, I don't know. I haven't seen them. <laughs> Porter, you want to go find it right now, don't you? D DJ says, yes, you're holding me up. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, great. honestly, DJ makes life so simple. I'm actually a little jealous at times. <laughs> His answers are just, yes. No, uh, the, the, I don't know. Yes. I, he just... He's got it down pat, man. Gives you exactly the details you need and, and no more. No more. Like Porter says where. Dustin Johnson says what. What? <laughs> right, Unbelievable. What do they look like? I don't know. All right. From NBA to college. This is a good one. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one this week, but another story out of Greensboro. The hotbed of golf information here. Sure. Yes. When the NBA came scouting and courting. J.R. Smith, during his senior season at local St. Benedict's Preparatory School in Newark, New Jersey, the scouts kept telling him one thing. You could always go back to school whenever there, J.R., but right now the M the uh, NBA wants you and, you know, you need to come and you need to be a part of our association, so skip college. Well, you know what? He did do that, and the 35-year-old is now retired, and he's about to embark on a new adventure, enrolling at North Carolina A&T State University, one of the nation's top HBCUs to pursue a degree in liberal studies. The six foot six, 200 pounder starts classes on August 18th. He is also waiting on the NCAA to sort out his eligibility. And when it does, Smith, who plays to a five handicap, is looking to join the Aggies golf team. It's a big deal for A&T. It's a big deal for me, said Richard Watkins, who coaches both the men's and women's teams. All right? It's not very often that somebody in his position really has an opportunity to have a thought a dream, an idea, and to be able to go ahead and move in that direction. He's a former professional athlete. He's a two-time NBA champion. This is a pretty cool thing. Smith has been often seen at the gallery at PGA Tour events, following friends like Keegan Bradley, Lee Westwood, and Roy McIlroy. Smith himself said, golf is one of those games that has you feeling really high and or can bring you down to your knees and humble you. Really high, huh? As a strong advocate for the legalization of marijuana, one can only imagine what the team bus rides will be like through the hills of the Carolinas. Unbelievable. Oh, man. You know what, Wade Weezer? On that note, that is your pro show update for the week ending August 20th.
it's 2021. <laughs> Everybody, just make sure you're outdoors. That's right. And only when it's legal, where it's legal. The weekly update, of course, brought to you by TaylorMade Golf, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Love their support, too. And, of course, my threads from Summit Golf Brands. Producer Wade Weezer, welcome back, my friend. Great to be with you. Most importantly, it's so great to be back with our listeners. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about meeting new people. None of us are brought together by accident. When you meet someone, you're going to add something to their day. Better yet, they will add something to yours. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is... The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.